Here's what's cooking on the day, Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking the EKU football schedule, previewing and getting you ready, as well as key returning and key new players on the team. That's what's cooking on the day, Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sends it a pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. I'm Vince Stover, joined as I will be all summer long and maybe into the future by the one and only Ryan Jackson of EKU Football. Ryan, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Man, glad to have you joining the team, part of the Sports Stove family now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, you are one of only uh, two, well, now third. You're the third member uh, outside of myself. Uh, so welcome in. We're excited to have you as part of the team moving forward, getting uh, extra insight into EKU football as we go through the summer. And I always appreciate people who listen and they always share about these uh, episodes. And we try to do our best to inform people. Uh, not just give opinion, but actually information that's going to help people get to know the EKU uh, athletes and sports teams better. And adding Ryan is obviously going to help us do that as well. And our goal is to not get Ryan in trouble over the next uh, couple months. And uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't we don't ask you a question that gets you in trouble. So, uh, but we're looking forward to it. We are sponsored, by the way, by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Uh, located right across the street from EKU's campus, serving Colonel since 2016, Mad Mushroom Pizza is ready to help you and your family enjoy the evening that much more. Home of the original cheese sticks, Mad Mushroom Pizza is a great place you can go inside and have a seat, uh, enjoy dinner, watching TV, and uh, and talking with friends, or you can order to go as well. If you order online, you can use the code SPORTS5, that's S-P-O-R-T-S, and the number 5, and you're going to get uh, a discount there, $5 off an order of $20 or more. Or if you go into the, the store, you can actually just mention the Sports Stove Podcast. You get that same discount as well. All right. So, Ryan, we are uh, fastly, fastly, that's not a word, quickly approaching uh, the EKU football season. Uh, you guys have been busy out there working. I saw some videos today. It looked like it was uh, a little taxing today. Would you agree with that? <laughs> I, I would definitely say so. We do try and go 110% all the time. So you get tired every now and then. But we're just trying to keep working through it. And now's the time to be tired, right? Uh, you got to get it out of the way now. I'm tired just looking at the videos. So <laughs> that tells you, tells you a lot of what I'm going through. Um, yes, but the season is approaching. You guys have some massive road games to get things started. I was looking through the schedule uh, preparing for this episode and looking at the other team's schedule. And I was like, oh, my goodness, they're playing Oklahoma State. Oh, my goodness, they're playing these people. And I was like, wait a second, EKU's playing Cincinnati and Kentucky. It's, right. the, it's the same thing. Um, Coach Wells has talked about, hey, you know, we're not going to shy away from from a battle. Um, and uh, the goal is not just to play good teams. It does help when you play good teams when it gets towards the end of the year and working to make the playoffs, having that RPI and all that good stuff uh, mm-hmm. there. But it also gives you guys an opportunity to show what you had. And uh, before we get into the schedule this year, look back to last year real quick. Those first couple of games, and of course, (laughs) 
it happened following the uh, heart attack by Coach Wells. So you were uh, thrown into the fire right away. Uh, but those first two games that you guys had were both really good games, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, I would say they were pretty good games. Uh, for Coach Wells to go down like that, it was devastating on all of us. It was a big shock to the whole team. But I'll, I'll say our coaching staff did a great job. Coach Pete did a great job of leading us in the battle, giving us a pretty hype speech if you ever ask anybody about it. It was one of the better speeches we've had. No offense to Coach Wells. His speeches are good, too. But uh, we, we were we were definitely ready to go, and we were ready to win not only for us but for, for him, too. Definitely. And, you know, when you look at that situation, how how informed were you guys? I know immediately there was a lot of questions, but then we started getting the messages of, hey, there's a team meeting and there's all this stuff going on. I got I was at church and I got a I got a message from someone saying, hey, have you heard anything about what's going on? And I was like, not a clue. So I started looking and paying attention to things and more messages started coming and and we had no clue. I mean, one person said, hey, someone had to have died for what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. And then finally the news broke that it was it was coach and that there was the situation as the as it lingered on within the next couple of days. Were you guys kept up to date on everything that was happening with him? Like because it was OK for us to be left wondering, but you guys were trying to get ready for a football game. So right. how, how was that information flowing? Uh, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was. It was up and down. Like sometimes we would get immediate like text back, but most of the time you, they were just trying to focus on football. Yeah. That's the one thing I'll say our coaching staff and our AD, Mr. Rowan, he did a great job of trying to make sure we stayed focused on what was happening. Yes, that's in the concerns, but I've been saying it since I got here. That old man is way too stubborn to die. So <laughs> he's not, he's not going to die. <laughs> it wasn't last season for sure. Uh, I, it, it was, it was hard because yeah. you wanted you wanted to hear the good news. You wanted to hear all the what was was uh, happy, but uh, it was not knowing is scary. Sure, it was definitely scary. But yeah, think- terrifying. But you guys overcame it. Um, if I remember right, I didn't look back at it. If I remember, it, the first game was was with a touch, but then a touchdown, I think, and the second mm-hmm. game was the win. Um, mm-hmm. Was that the seven seven overtime game? Overtimes, so seven overtimes. So does all the running you do in the summer prepare you for seven overtimes? You would like to think so. Uh, you're never prepared for seven overtimes, yeah. let alone the first couple. But you, you do do the extra work. You put the extra miles in as a yourself, sure. as a player, to know that you can play for that long. Yeah. Yeah, it was a wild start to the season. Uh, and we got some things to talk about that happened during the season as well as we get to them. Um, I put out a, a Twitter poll this week asking which which uh, game, home game, people were the most excited for, Stephen F. Austin, Austin P., SEMO, or other. And we had a three-way tie between SEMO, Austin P., and Stephen F. Austin. Wow. So um, I think everybody's just excited for the season at the end of the yeah, day. Is there uh, – I'm not going to ask you the home game you're excited for because I know you're excited for all of them. Uh, but let's go to the road games. Is there a place that you're looking forward to going to, either that you haven't been before or a place you've been before that you're excited to see for the first time? I'm I'm excited to take the trip to Utah, I would yeah. say. That's that's going to be cool because I've never been to Utah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're going to fly. So that would be another fun experience. <laughs> At least I pray. Have you flown before? Yes. Yeah, we have. Because okay. we flew to uh, Sam Houston and uh, Stephen oh, yeah. F. Two years ago. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And then, but you always bust the central Arkansas. 
Yeah, we do bus. That's a long bus trip too. That's what y'all really don't see. That's a long bus trip. Everybody talks about that. Um, was it two years ago? I guess that you guys drove down there last. And um, yeah, it's. I can't imagine with the with the height that you guys are, the length that you guys are. I know the buses are relatively nice, but that yeah. is a long drive. And that is a. Can I just say that is a butt ugly field? I don't. Oh, agree. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. You know, I am, they take pride in the stripes and all that kind of stuff. To me, I look at that and go, that is just disgusting. I, I'm not a fan of the Boise State field. I'm not a fan yeah. of the Eastern Michigan field. Yeah. And I, I'm not a fan of Central Arkansas fields either. Especially Central Arkansas's field had uh, wood chips last time I remember going on there. Wood chips? Yeah, it, it's, it was something different. But it their their field is all over the place. They're, it's a fun game every time we go up there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I wish they would always just come play us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, well, let's get into the schedule. We're gonna go through it week by week and look at some different things here. And first up is September second. Uh, all the games are on Saturday, by the way. This this mm-hmm. uh, this year, you guys had a Friday game. Uh, was it last year or the year before? Do you remember? You had a Friday game at some point. Coach Wells said, "I don't know why we play Friday games." Like, or maybe it was a Thursday game. It was maybe. Yeah, it was oh, I do remember having a Thursday game. Okay, yeah. I, I don't remember what it was for. I, I don't remember what season either. All the seasons start blending together. But uh, <laughs> it's either yeah. last season or the season before. But I remember Coach Wells. He's like, college shouldn't have Thursday night games. No, and uh, he was not happy about it. But yeah. oh well. Uh, but all the games are on Saturday this year, and your two games, even though they're on the road to start off, they're not long trips. So September second yeah. is at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is their first year in the Big Twelve. And uh, I was looking through their their stats. They have only lost one home game since 2018. Uh, and that was the last game of the season last year against Tulane. Uh, Scott Satterfield is in as the head coach there in Cincinnati now. Uh, when you look at the opportunity to go play a Power 5 school, so you got Cincinnati and Kentucky. We'll get to Kentucky in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. But you look at that first game of the year, and it's against the newly minted Cincinnati in the Big 12. Um I don't know what, what what kind of excitement is there. I know it's the first game of the season, so that's exciting enough. Right. Is there something that is more exciting going into a Power Five school versus just any other school? Uh, I feel like all schools are the same once you get on the field with them. Mm. And I feel like after four years of playing tough teams for the first couple games, I'm kind of used to it now. Mm. But I, I would say it, it's definitely – it gets you excited, especially for the chance to win. Yeah. Beat a team like that. And we got a lot of guys from Ohio, from Cincinnati on the team, who's already been talking crap to their players. So I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a, a battle. I I feel like anytime we step on the field, we should just attempt. Like Wells always says, expect to win. Yeah. That As long as we go out with that attitude, I'm confident in our team with anybody. Yeah, and, you know, it's – I was thinking about this the other day. I'm going to ask Coach Wells this the next time I have him on, which is going to be in about two months. But um, are you able to admit that there is such thing as a moral victory? Now, I know the goal is to always win the game. But if you go into Cincinnati and let's say you lose on a last-second field goal, as disheartening as that would be to prove the fact that you guys are at that level, that you can run with, and and be right there with the opportunity to win. Wouldn't that be a somewhat at least of a little bit of a moral victory? Uh, you'll feel good in the moment. Afterwards, a loss is a loss. The first yeah. time I felt a moral victory 
is when we almost beat um, Troy. Oh, yeah. and, and they rushed the field like they had just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> that That's the only time, not not saying it feels good, but it's like right. y'all shouldn't have, if, it, if y'all were that good, we shouldn't have been in the ball game with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I know, I know what Coach Wells is going to say, but I'm still going to ask him next time I have him on because this is the year that I think you don't have to win the first two games. It would be great if you do, obviously. Um, the key is is being in a position to win the game, giving right. yourselves an opportunity to win the game. Right. And I think you can walk out of there with your heads held high, even if it's a, a, with a loss. And I can say this as a fan. I understand why coach won't say this, but um, but I think it's still true. I think that – and I'm a coach. I'm at coach high school basketball. Right. I, there are games we walk into that I know we have no business winning being yet. Um, we feel like if we're going to play them, we have a chance to win. And if right. we can be right there with an opportunity to win – I see that as as a moral victory, as much as moral victories don't count uh, right. in the grand scheme of things, I suppose. But uh, Cincinnati first year in the Big Twelve, does that uh, it, you know if they weren't in the Big Twelve, does it matter? I mean, no. Yeah, it's never. Like I said, it's never mattered. I I love competing, and it's better when you get to compete against the best or yeah. what people perceive as the best. Yeah, especially what you make a play against the best. Now, are you the best? I mean. Right. But I, right. you get to, you get to make highlights and you get to make plays and people are going to see it. That's the best part. People are going to yeah. see. Play. Well, let's talk about that for a second because the same is true with the Kentucky game too, and with several of the other games on the schedule. But I mean, you got scouts that are going to be in Cincinnati to watch Cincinnati mm-hmm. players. All of a sudden, now you guys can open some eyes, right, and right. get the opportunity to say, "Hey, this guy didn't come to see me, but he's gonna see me." Right. Right. Yeah. That's show that's, him something tonight. Right. Uh, that that's that's been amazing especially with the the past guys we've had that's brought scouts and brought more recruits to our uh practices and stuff you should see how hard people be going now Mm. but that's just to know that any chance you get it's your opportunity to make it like yeah you have to make the most out of your opportunities yeah and now i'm talking we're talking about the schedule but i'll say this since we since it's come up you've got three guys right now in an nfl camp uh, you got mm-hmm. two guys in the Titans. You got one guy in Jacksonville, right. uh, Willie, who took took the path to the XFL first, and then mm-hmm. into the the camp with the Jaguars. I mean, does is there anybody? You don't have to name them, but was there anybody that was like, "Hey, this I got an opportunity now"? Oh, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Not it's the best when you can finally see it. Yeah. You know, you know, you have a chance. You know, you have a shot. But once you see one of your fa- friends finally get there. It looks it the reach it gets a little bit closer, a little, like bit. Even a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so Cincinnati game number one. It's going to be fun up in Cincinnati, of course. Uh, there as well. They've got a lot of hype just because of their move to the Big Twelve. And uh, again, they've had a couple really good years stacked together as well. So that'll be a fun game. Game number two is the next week, September 9th, and it's at Kentucky, just up the road. Uh, I like to call it Roy Kid North. Uh, I think I'm the only one that calls it that, but uh, uh, nonetheless. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, I, I was thinking about this earlier, too. I should have asked you off the air, but I didn't. Um, so you and I grew up in, a, in relatively the same area in Middle Tennessee. I was a little further south than you, but we're in the same similar area. I grew up back in the heyday of Phil Fulmer, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, T. Martin. The, that was my era. And we were Tennessee fans growing up. And uh, my dad hated Vanderbilt, so we were never Vanderbilt fans, but we were Tennessee <laughs> fans growing up. And uh, and we always looked at Kentucky as 
you know, almost like Vanderbilt, just kind of like football, mm-hmm. Kentucky football. That's kind of like, you know, now they have been better the last several years. They've had some good years. I think Mark Stoops is a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean to Kentucky, but did you grow up the same way I did looking at Kentucky football as kind of like the lowest tier of the SEC? Uh, I didn't really watch a lot of – surprisingly, I didn't watch a lot of college football even growing up. I didn't know a lot about Kentucky until I started mm-hmm. getting recruited by them. But once once you start seeing the recruits and you see the the games, yeah, I would I guess I would say so. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't look at Vanderbilt like that because my uncle played at Vanderbilt and he was okay. Like, I apologize <laughs> to your uncle. Um, that's just the way I was raised. My dad was an mm-hmm. anti. Now we went to more Vanderbilt games than anything because uh, it was the closest. But mm-hmm. um, but we would go to cheer on MTSU or we'd go to. Uh, I got to go watch. I watched uh, Tim Couch play Vanderbilt, actually, uh, when Kentucky came to town once. Anyways, mm-hmm. that being said, you guys get to play Kentucky, and they have been decent. Last year, they were 7-6, and 5-3 and three at home. Uh, but they had Will Levis, who was uh, you know one of the top quarterbacks coming into the draft this season. Mm-hmm. They're going to replace him with Devin Leary. He's a transfer. He, he has uh, lots of experience and should be pretty good as well. Um, I know you can't tell us exactly what Coach Wells has said about that game, but I know it's already on his mind. Um, and so is the preparation for this summer looking already to those first two games and, and even more specifically to Kentucky? Uh, our preparation is always one game at a time, but I, I would say we're putting in the work now to definitely go out there and put a, put on a show against those two. Yeah. Especially well, to beat Kentucky, that'd be really – we'll start calling them uh, – North. Yeah. So, and I get that. So, growing up in Tennessee, uh, Jeff Fisher used to call uh, the Jaguar Stadium Adelphi, Adelphia mm-hmm. South. And, and, anyways, so I started calling it Roy Kid North. But um, you got two new assistant coaches Maxwell Smith, former right. Kentucky quarterback, CJ Conrad, former Kentucky tight end. Now, obviously, Coach Wells was an assistant there, has ties there, very much appreciates the people there. They've been very good. Uh, uh, to the University of, uh, I mean, EKU. They've, they've been good EKU all around. But um, I know it's it's one of those things where, um, so I'll tell you this. I had a guy on Twitter. I was I was uh, not talking nice about Kentucky on Twitter. And mm. uh, he apparently looked at my profile and saw that I covered EKU. And he started bashing the fact that, you know, well, fans go and get drunk at EKU's uh, uh, tailgate and then they go to the Kentucky game and uh, because I was giving a hard time about the drinking that's allowed at UK now and I just said I said yeah in order to enjoy a Kentucky game you have to be drunk but um and they didn't appreciate that for some reason I don't understand why Um, there are people who look at EKU as you know little brother or uh cousin or whatever and they look down on the university and uh, you guys have an opportunity to go up and represent the university, represent Madison County, represent Richmond. Uh, and obviously, you're always representing yourselves and your team and all that kind of stuff, too. So um, that Kentucky game is going to get a lot of hype. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that, again, you guys have a squad. And we're going to go through the position and talk about the players over the next several weeks. You guys have a squad, though, that is built to compete right now, right? Yes, sir. We are. We are. Red, ready to go, and I I hope we take a, a bus of students and we drive all to Kentucky together. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be it needs to be a like, lot of maroon. I I think the yeah. I think the stadium should be at least a third full of maroon. 
uh, in that game. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. Um, I've been invited to a tailgate, by the way. They said, hey, come. You can come. You want to do your show. You can do your show, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys are ready for that. Um, right. <laughs> but good about you. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. So I'm I'm hoping that it's a good showing. And uh, I know people are going to enjoy it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, there. Uh, so we, as you guys are preparing this summer, the next game is Cincinnati. Um, so that's going to be the majority of your work. Um, how, how far, I know the, the idea is one game at a time, but obviously in order to be prepared, you've got to, you've got to think out a little bit. Um, so is there anything going on right now preparing for the first two games or is it all Cincinnati? Uh, I, I would say the only thing we've really done is done us. We've gone over our install mostly. Yeah. We haven't looked into super game planning for them because they're all getting new players, new right. coaches. It, 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 not that it would be a waste of our time, but it, it would be hard pressed to look at something and it not be that. Sure, you, you can do a deeper scouting later, yeah. but for right now, we, we're trying to get more players to know our system because we got a lot of new guys and we need to we need to learn our system a little bit better. Makes sense. And I think I'm pretty sure Kentucky's got a game before you guys as well. Mm-hmm. You guys obviously have one game before, too. So hopefully that gives you guys at least some video of what they do have. And mm-hmm. uh, you'll get you as opposed to going into Cincinnati blind, uh, you'll right. get you'll get Kentucky at least with a game under their belt. Uh, the third game of the season is the first home game, September 16th, Western Carolina. Western Carolina was six and five last year, two and four on the road. Uh, all their success pretty much came at home last year. Um, this is not the first time y'all have played them, but um, what do you know about Western Carolina? I know you're not you're not game planning for them yet, uh, but what do you remember about them? Uh, last time we played them, the first time we played them was the Opportunity Bowl, and that was they don't want to talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> the next time we played them was at their place, and it was it was really competitive. It was good. They they had got a bunch of new players. They had got a new coach, a new system, and they gave us they gave us some work. I'm, I'm excited for the the trilogy between us. Uh, I, I think they're uh, they're a team that's definitely earned our respect over the past couple of years, and uh, we're gonna try and beat them just like we beat everybody else. I got some friends on that team. I can't wait to talk crap about after the game and probably before the game. But uh, I'm, that one's exciting because you don't know what they're gonna. Do. Yeah, you don't know what team you're gonna get from them mm-hmm. sometimes because they could play. They could play as like the first time in the Opportunity Bowl, or they could still play as like the competitive team they did last. Uh, Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Game four is another home game. So you go back to back road to start the year, then back to back home games. And uh, it's SEMO in September 23rd, Southeast Missouri State. They were nine and three last year, but one of those three losses came to EKU. Uh, EKU won 28 to 23 at SEMO. So on the road, uh, EK, uh, SEMO was five and two on the road last year. They lost in the FCS playoffs to Montana 24 to 34. Um, you guys went into their place. This was a big win for you guys last year and you went in and took care of business, uh, there. And obviously they're going to want to try to come in and return the favor. Um, when you got those kind of games where you went on the road and beat someone who had a phenomenal year last year. Um, you know, obviously that win had to have felt great. And, uh, and, but then when you see them on the schedule coming to you, what, what, what goes through your mind, I guess, with that situation? You gotta just keep stepping on them. I can't let them return the favor on us. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I hope to be rolling by that point, like mm-hmm. still winning, still on the way up. Kind of like how we caught them. Yeah. 
So I, I, I hope we come fully prepared, fully ready to go. And I know they will because they're going to want to they're going to want that revenge, kind of like when Austin P got his back. They're going to want that win. Yes, yes, they are. And we'll get to Austin P in a second. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I like these home games this year. Um, Western Carolina, Tarleton State are both interesting home games. Austin P is, uh, uh, again, I, where I grew up, uh, we made fun of Austin P. And, and uh, so I just kind of carry that over. Now, did your dad go to Austin P or did he go to Western? He went to Western Kentucky. Okay. I, I remembered it was somewhere. But okay. Uh, anyways, and then Stephen F. Austin, of course, could be fun too. We'll get, we'll get to all that. Uh, game number five of the season, September 30th, is at North Alabama. Uh, when you look at uh, North Alabama, last year they were 1-10, only 1-4 at home. When you look at those numbers, you go, man, this team was horrible. Well, mm -hmm. EKU won 56-53 at home. Um, and this is going to be a little painful for you. i got a couple of these painful ones today. Uh, EKU's defense allowed 356 rushing yards, 215 mm -hmm. passing yards, and a nail-biter against a team that you weren't the only one that North Alabama took to the wire. They had a couple really close games last year. Um, but that was one that I remember walking out of the stadium, and the conversation was, is uh, it shouldn't have been that close. But <laughs> um, uh, you guys agree with that? Yeah, I, I would – I hate to say I would agree because I feel like we should have stomped them too, but they they were catching fire late in the yeah. season. They, they really started figuring out their offense and how they were going to play off Shenderick because he was the biggest part of their offense. Mm -hmm. Their quarterback came out there and started dealing. The receivers were – it was one of those games where you looked up and everything was kind of going their way. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was hard because we were playing – we weren't playing the most sound defense in the world, but – We've played worse and got away with worse, mm. if that makes sense. Like sure. people have still played bad and still made plays like those. Mm -hmm. The way the way their O line was, I don't want to say not blocking because I don't know what their offense is at all, or I know the scheme that they ran, but yeah. the way they could get in the way just enough mm -hmm. for that little dude to split out of there and score it was it was ridiculous. It, it it was like it was almost like you were playing Madden on the field out of nowhere. He'd just take one to the house. Yeah. Um, we would. Uh, what was the conversation like after the game? Because it was a win, so you're thinking, "All right, celebration." But I'm guessing there were some. Maybe not right after the game. Maybe it was the first practice. Uh, when does that? When does that conversation happen? Of hey guys, uh, congrats on winning. But seriously, <laughs> right? The the awkwardness is usually between after you win to the Monday meeting that morning. Because okay. Coach Wells is he's a character. He'll come in there. He'd be like everybody's kind of quiet be like why are we not celebrating we won and like so and then everybody starts going crazy and then he gets into the real talk about like yeah that was horrible still man. like something along those lines yeah. <laughs> you eat you eat that one that later that night then sunday you recover monday you come back to the team meetings and we usually go over what we did well and what we didn't do well there was a lot of what we didn't do well yeah that but it, there was a lot of what we did well our offense was on fire our yeah. offense was absolute tank we just couldn't defensively we crapped the bed on that one unfortunately yeah. yeah uh i i remember that one pretty clearly actually it was uh in the press box there was a little bit of grumbling going on needless to say um not for me by the way i was happy for the win um i shouldn't say that i probably grumbled a little bit but anyways uh <laughs> that one's on the road then you're back home october 14th against tarleton state six and five last year two and three on the road They've got a local kid, Bo Allen, at quarterback. He was at Kentucky, transferred to Tarleton State last year. 
Um, according to their website, he's still on the roster. I thought I heard he was going to transfer. Uh, but 23 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Uh, he's a legit quarterback. Um, he's a guy that can stand stand uh, toe-to-toe with Parker, and obviously we love Parker and and uh, and think the world of him. Uh, but Bo Allen's really good. This Tarleton State D, uh, game, I think, is going to be different than the last time you guys faced them uh, mm-hmm. as well. So when you look at that growth, I mean, you guys have grown. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you're looking at these other teams that you had didn't play last year, but you played a couple years ago, what kind of expectation, I guess, do you have for them? Do you look at them and go, I can't take into account anything I saw from them two years ago uh, and it's all brand new? Or how do you look at it? The one thing I would say is, you know, they're going to be big. That's the one thing I remember going out there and being like, wow, these are some some big people. Like they recruit some really huge people. Like <laughs> if, I, if I had to say one thing, that's one thing you can expect going in. And they play uh, at least the last time we played them, they played like a slower pace. But they were efficient, effective plays. So that's if I was before I get the the whatever our game plan is because I don't know how they're going to play this year. But yeah, if I, if I had to think of anything, I, I would expect to play larger people. Yeah, and you guys have gotten larger in the last two years, by mm-hmm. the way, as well. Um, but actually, I'd like to see the numbers on that. I think you guys have gotten drastically larger uh, since mm-hmm. two years ago. But I could be wrong. Um, you throw a couple of these. Karon Calvert's in, and and you start getting bigger pretty fast. <laughs> um, then you go on the road for two games. Uh, October twenty first is Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb uh, seven and six last year, three and one at home. They were the playoff game. Uh, they won fifty two to forty one. And again, I know this is painful, but we got to talk about it. Four hundred and five rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns. Uh, you held them to only one hundred eighteen yards and one touchdown passing. Uh, but I remember sitting at this game going, and and they were, there were different rules in the press box, by the way, for this game because it was not technically an EKU home game. It was a playoff mm-hmm. game and all this kind of stuff. So we were given the warning in the press box, no cheering. You're not allowed to openly <laughs> cheer and stuff like that because it was an official you know, right. playoff game. And uh, there was at least twice that I can remember Rickson having to stand up and say, guys, can't do that. <laughs> um, so four, over 400 yards rushing in that game, uh, the last game you guys played last year. So how does that one stick in the, in the head? That one hurts. It, it, it hurts and it motivates at the same time. Yeah. For me, anyway, that's how it felt. It hurt because, man, we could have made history. Man, we could have done something special. Man, we could have done something for these seniors that's about to leave. Mm-hmm. This is I hate for this to be the way they go out. Yeah. But it motivates me for be like, that's what the feeling is like. That's mm. what the playoff atmosphere is like. I want that again. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I want. I don't want to feel this again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was a that was a, a really interesting game. Uh, again, it ended up being fifty two forty one. But uh, I, I, there was a lot of just man, my goodness, it's another game like that North Alabama game where it just felt like yeah. the running back just the running backs could not be stopped. And, uh, and you, when you're in a game like that, like what is the, I know it's hard and I know you're sitting there going, you know, gracious, we got to have an answer for this. Mm-hmm. How much is it when you come back to the sideline where, where everyone's trying to figure out what's going on? Is it pointing fingers? Is it uh, encouraging? Is it uh, yelling? Like what, What's going on on the sideline? The, the worst thing you can do is attempt to cause tension between the brotherhood. Like, yeah. We're we're still a unit regardless. There's no there shouldn't be any blaming, no finger pointing. It should just be correcting. So when you come on to the sideline in a game like that and you're 
you're all confused because mm. you don't know you don't want to blame anybody but you don't know whose fault it is right so it's, it's more of a confusion attempting to figure it out needing a little bit of help uh and you just hope that you and your coaches can get everything worked out to where you'll start working better yeah. we'll start start at least getting the right way but yeah. they they had us they had us schemed I, i'll say they they did a really good job mm. they did a really good job preparing for us they did a good job coming in with the intent to win i feel like some we just weren't tough enough in some mm. scenarios there, there there felt like times we could we could have made the extra effort could have made the tackle could have caught one yeah and i think that's why we were our programs changed for the better we we've added a toughness program to where we're trying to get tougher we're trying to fight through more more adversity sure Um, yeah i like it i'm glad to hear that too and that's exciting to see the growth again that's one thing you know i've not been around that long i've been in richmond since 2020 so uh, but to see the growth just in that time, uh, not I mean, I talked about the size of the team has already grown, uh, but you see that mentality changing and growing for the positive and what Coach Wells is instilling, what the coaching staff is instilling uh, in is, is definitely it's being seen. Um, that brings us to October 28th, and that's your big road trip to Utah Tech or flight trip. Uh, last year, four and seven, they were three and two at home. Uh, they had wins over Stephen F. Austin and Tarleton State last year. Uh, mm. They they had some close games actually. Some they look like they're a good team, and four and seven doesn't look at doesn't really show you what kind of team they are. I guess um, obviously you guys have already looked at that game as far as the travel and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Have you done any looking into what the team is like? Because I'm guessing you've never seen Utah Tech before. I have never seen nor heard of. Tech until last year. Uh, that's no offense to them. I just don't have all that much knowledge other than the people we play. Yeah, but uh, I I I can't wait to look into them. The fact that they beat Stephen F is a big one. I can't wait to see that game. Yeah. Um. I I don't I don't even know what to think about them other than they're in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait to get my hands on those guys too. I'm the same way. I I do a lot of research into college football. Me and my dad we're getting ready to start on Wednesday night shows going through the, each uh, of the Power Five conferences and breaking them down and predicting stuff and all that kind of stuff. I had not heard of Utah Tech either. Um, and and had I someone just said, hey, have you ever heard of Utah Tech? I wouldn't have thought they even had a football team, just from the name right. of the school. Um, mm-hmm. But they do. And like I said, at four and seven, I don't think tells you exactly how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be a fun game to see for everybody, kind of get a, introduced to something new uh, mm-hmm. out there. I'm a little jealous. I, I've been out west several times, a lot of time in Arizona. Um, at some time in Colorado, but never Utah. And uh, so maybe I'll have to um, jump on the plane somehow or uh, get out there. But anyways, um, November 4th then brings Austin P to town. And uh, seven and four last year, they were only three and three on the road. They did uh, lose, uh, let's see, no, they beat EKU 31 20 uh, in Clarksville last year. Uh, they had, uh, this one was tough in the sense. You guys were up twenty to three at halftime, yeah. and then uh, the the script got the script got flipped. That's the right way to say it. Uh, they scored thirty or twenty eight unanswered. I think maybe even uh, yeah, twenty eight unanswered points to win all in the and twenty one of those points in the fourth quarter. Mm. Again, I grew up making fun of Austin P, so I was disappointed in this loss because I was kind of making fun of him before the game. Um, and uh, but, anyways, that game was tough. Like you, you mentioned him earlier, 
know, they came back and 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 got revenge on you guys. Um, so now it's your turn, right? You know, for sure. I can't wait. To, can't wait to get my hands on Austin P again. And they're coming to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gonna be a show. Uh, now you probably got friends on on Austin P, don't you? I got a, I got a couple. I know I know a yeah. lot of people on Austin P's team. It, it's gonna be a fun environment because those those type games is where we get a lot of people. Yeah. For some reason those a lot of people end up coming to games like that one because that one's yeah. gonna be competitive. They play a very high motor, high energy offense. They're real in your face. We're more athletic. We're faster than you. And you just once you calm down the hype, they really do stop talking until obviously the hype train starts back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Austin P is a school. I mean last year's game again, it's one of those things where you're sitting there going, what's happening? Like, I mean, 20 to 3 at halftime, everybody was just like, hey, we we got this yeah. one in the bag. This yeah, one's great done. time. <laughs> yeah, and then things changed drastically in the fourth quarter. Again, the third quarter, I think they only scored a touchdown in the fourth – or the third, excuse me. But then they put up three in the fourth, and you just kind of watched it begin to slip away um, as it went on. And that was rare last year, especially for the offense to stall like that. Right. Um, to have a whole half where they couldn't get, get on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, that was rare. And, uh, you know, you guys – it seemed like last year in games like North Alabama, for example, the offense picked you guys up, picked up the right. defense. Um, in that game, you guys were hanging on for dear life, and the offense just they couldn't do it. Um, you know, what is that like in a game where usually there's consistency to a degree on the offensive side, and there just wasn't in that game? Right. It's it's another thing where you don't you don't like pointing blame, but you're like, man, I wish I could really score. Uh, it, it's more of a hope because. You have to have confidence in your own offense. Like we all have confidence in Parker. We all have confidence that they can score. Yeah. So when they when they come up short and short and time again, you just got to keep going. Like keep going out there. Keep going to score. We're, we're going to get you a stop eventually. We're going to get you a stop. You got to try and score. And then when you, it just slowly starts sip, slipping away, you don't you don't even really think about man. The offense couldn't score. You really. I start thinking about like man, what could I have done differently? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What what plays could I have made? Yeah. Or there's something I missed. Um, on, I think I know the answer to this, so that's why I'm willing to ask it. Um, with your guys' team, I know you're still getting to know the team right now, but um, ha, has the continuity been good between offense and defense? I would say so. Uh, it's actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's more competitive. Like, we butt heads, but right after that, we're, we're ready to go again. When we, we compete in all these runs – People mess up. You tell them to do five up downs, get back in, and we're going. We're going again. You, yeah, it, it, it's it's been different this season. For some reason, it feels like it feels like we're bonding and meshing better instead of just being like these older guys are over here, the younger guys are over here. It's like little clicks. Sure, I think we have less of that and more of a more of a team. No offense to that last team. I, I love the yeah. last team. We, we had a blast. That was yeah. a great theme, but this one, this one just feels a little bit different. Awesome. Uh, November 11th, we'll take you on the road to those ugly stripes, central Arkansas. Last year, they were five and six, two and three at home. Uh, mm. You guys won 42 to 14. Oh, I bet that felt good. Uh, and I wanted to point out this because we've been pointing out the rough, the rough games. Uh, you guys held them to 171 rushing yards, 157 passing yards. 
And they were 0 for 3 on fourth down conversions in that game as mm -hmm. well. And our very own Ryan Jackson had two tackles in that game too. I didn't look up all the other ones, but for some reason I looked up that one uh, mm -hmm. uh, as well. Uh, 42 to 14, I know that one felt really good. It, it felt great because it was the first time we felt like, man, everything came together at the right time, offense, defense, special teams. We were hitting on all cylinders. It, it was a game we were fully prepared for, knew the, out, the outcome we could have, knew we had had battles with these guys in the past, and to go out there and steal the show in front of the crowd was awesome. Uh, that's always a fun game. That ever since the COVID year, when you guys played them twice, mm -hmm. that just kind of built the the rivalry between uh, you guys. And it's always just a fun. I feel like it's a really fun game. The yeah. players are getting get excited about it, and mm -hmm. uh, of course, you've got more and more players now that weren't around for that COVID year. But right. uh, but I know that's been a fun a fun one there. Then you close out the regular season before you go on your playoff run, uh, November eighteenth against Stephen F. Austin. They're six and five last year. Three and one on the road. The last time you guys played them was 2021. Uh, tough game. You guys lost 17 to 31. And that mm. year, I mean, they were one of the top teams uh, that year as mm. well. And uh, so now they're coming here and uh, you get an opportunity to redeem your guys' selves from 2021. How, how excited are you to face them again? I, I like for all of them, I'm ready. I can't wait to yeah. play them again because I feel like we owe them one. We owe them one good, good tail kicker. Uh, <laughs> we owe them one good one. I, uh, I'm excited to play them because it's another Texas team. All those people come in huge, mm -hmm. huge people. They're they're real ground and pound. They're gonna, they they're gonna use their bodies against you. Like they're big people, and they're gonna try and grind you down and run the ball and run the ball and then dump off a little pass to one of their fast Texas kids. <laughs> but uh, I. I, I feel like that's always a competitive game, even even in the losses. Those games, if you really watch how how much we're thumping in the trenches or how much it's really competitive throughout in both games. Yeah. Even with even with the bad outcomes for us. I'm I'm excited because I feel like we owe them one. Sure. Uh, I'm excited for it too. I was excited to see it on the schedule and that it's at home. That made me pretty excited as well uh, to get a chance to see that one there. So that's the schedule for this year. We're not doing predictions or anything like that. We're not going to ask Ryan to predict how many games you're going to win because you'll say all of them. Um, and <laughs> so we're not going to do that. I will do some predictions later on before the season starts, but uh, we're not going to do that here and not do that tonight. We're going to take a quick break. I uh, have a couple commercials from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk key returning players and introduce you to some new guys as well. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the sports stove sent you and you'll get five dollars off any order over twenty dollars or visit online madmushroom.com and when you order enter the code sports five sports five and you'll get that five dollars off any order over twenty dollars mad mushroom feed your head 
With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. And we're proud also to have IPM Pest and Termite and All Around Roofing with us as well. And by the way, uh, if you live in Madison County and that storm came through and, and caused all kinds of damage, all Around Roofing is a great company to get a hold of. Uh, we've already got, we're on their list. They're going to come check out our church uh, roof as it's uh, got some damage to it. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I love All Around Roofing. We've used them at our house as well as our church. Same with IPM Pest and Termite and uh, Mad Mushroom. We've had it at the house and church as well. So um, give them a call. If you got damage, they'll take care of you. And I promise you they're good people. All right, let's talk about uh, some of the players on the team. Again, we're going to be going through position previews, um, not this coming week, but the week following. We'll start that up. So two weeks uh, from now, we'll get that rolling. But uh, again, from the outside looking at in, I can say, hey, the, man, it's good these guys are coming back. But I want to hear from you, Ryan, some of the key returning players. We'll start an offense, some guys, maybe three or four guys that you say, man, these guys being back is a big deal for us. Yeah, uh, obviously you got the obvious ones like Parker, B. Sloan, Jado, uh, Peyton, Josiah. I, I like the ones I want to talk about are guys that are coming back and that are big impacts that you may not completely know about, but they are yeah. been there the whole time. One is our left guard, Vincent Munlin. I think he is a super hard worker. I think he's put in the time and the craft to – and this for for this to be a second start, I hope I hope he lights it on fire. I, mm. I I hope he takes it and runs with it. He's one of the people from Cincinnati who's super excited for that game. Yeah, and he's also my roommate, so I gotta talk good about him. <laughs> uh, another one, uh, he's another one of my favorite players on the offense is Josh Carter. Mm. I think as a run as a compliment to B. Sloan, he is awesome. He's a good d- downhill runner. He has a good attitude about practice and comes comes every day just to work. And I, I really do appreciate that about Josh. And I think the, the sky's the limit for him when it comes to stuff like that. Um, another person I like on the team, uh, Reese. He's been here the same amount of time as I have. Reese Atkins, he's our tight end. And it, it's, one of the, it's another one of those guys you feel like it's his turn. Mm. He's finally waited all the time. He's been behind Dak. He's been behind Joseph. It's his time to finally show out and make some plays. And I, I hope he does. And the last one is uh, Bryant Johnson, BJ. He, I only laugh because he's one of my better friends on the team too. Uh, it, he'll be able to show out at receiver this year because it, it's 
we're losing a lot of receiver. And I, I hope he gets to fill that, not Higgins role, but I, I hope he gets to make his own way and has his own career. I think it's one of, he's another one of those guys. It feels like it's, his, it's finally his turn. It's his time. I love it. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned all the guys that I had on my list. Uh, and when you run, ran through those, those names fast, the obvious guys, right? Parker, Braden mm-hmm. Sloan, uh, Josiah Ezra is interesting because um, after the pro day uh, this past year, I don't know if you guys know this or not, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Josiah was getting draft grades, draftable grades this year. Um, and this was his first full year at offensive line uh, in co- at the college level. And uh, I mean, this kid is something. And I'm not sure that everybody understands. He took advantage of an opportunity last year and got that starting role at right tackle. Mm-hmm. And this kid, I mean, the expectation is that he's getting drafted uh, sure. when he goes out. And if he's already got a draftable grade now, uh, I know the senior bowls paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw I saw him tag him in a post the other day. So, I mean, this kid is, is, is going to be something special. It looks like he's going to add a lot uh, as he continues to grow in that position, especially, right? Josiah is a freakish athlete, really. <laughs> ridiculous athlete he's the strongest dude in the weight room he's probably top five top 10 fastest guys in the room he is a ridiculous athlete but he is the goofiest person you will ever talk (laughs) he is funny he loves games he loves basketball he loves donuts the dude is hilarious and he he he's grown so much since i first got here and that's hard to say because he's older than me, obviously. But I've, I got to see him when he, we all first got here and he was playing D-line. Right. And it, it just wasn't working for him. And then they finally moved him over to O-line. He was bouncing back and forth between guard and tackle and guard and tackle. And you just had a bunch of people telling him, like, bro, if you lock in, if you put in the word, bro, you have a chance. Mm-hmm. You have a chance. And I'm, I'm happy that he's finally put in the work to see that all the stuff that we were saying is true for him. And I, I hope this – Sky's the limit for Josiah. He 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 can do nothing but continue to get better because he's constantly learning. Are you able to give him a hard time and be like, dude, you couldn't beat me out, so you had to go play O line? Of course, uh, <laughs> I love. But I'm 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 that guy on the team. I'm sure. the I'm the I'm, I want I want to say asshole, but I'm I'm the guy. If they say bump you, Ryan Jackson, I'll be like, yeah, you're probably right. That that's on me. Uh, but I. Joe, Joe's my buddy. I love messing with Joe, hanging out with Joe. Uh, yeah, I wish the best for him. Now, on the defensive side, you're not. I'm not. I'm not allowing you to give us eleven guys. So I'm. I'm. I'm telling you, you can only give us three or four. So when any of your teammates be like, "Dude, why didn't you mention me?" You just blame it on me. I didn't let you do it. Right. Um, That's another thing. Jalen Harrod's the guy that I got on my list. The guy that I go, man. I've been watching him play, um, watching him take advantage of his opportunities. And another guy like man, and last year we got to see more, but it's like man, it's your time. Go go go, take what you've earned. Yeah, I I, I love Jalen. Uh, me and him came in the same class. He's he's also worked. It, it's crazy to see how much we've worked and grown, and now it's our turn. I'm gonna keep saying that because yeah. it finally is. I feel like this is this is the time where my class finally gets rolling, and you would hope for it too. I I think Jalen's come in. He's been a great ad. <laughs> Not only as a character, but as a football player, mm-hmm. he he's a heck of a blitzer. He gets a, he gets a lot of generates a lot of pressure. Heck of a zone player. You see, he got the interception last year. Yeah, and 
you could tell he's a character with the little uh, animated stuff he does after all that, but he, he's awesome. I love Jalen. Who else is a big returning players uh, um, on the defensive side of the ball? Another one is my, my running mate next to me, D-Bake, uh, Darian Baker. He's uh, the end. It, once again, it's one of those times where he, he sat and waited patiently too. He's he's slowly gotten better and he's slowly changed his attitude since our freshman year to where he, he he wants he wants the playing time. He wants the experience. He's had to sit behind great ends that we've had. We've had Elijah Taylor, we've had Kelton Dawson, we've had Rolling Law. He's had to sit behind great players. But now, like I said before, it's his turn and I I, I hope he makes the most of it. And I hope me and him continue our great connection, great bond on the field. Well, you guys have had, you know, you, you mentioned two guys, they're uh, transfer guys that have come in from, from some pretty big places. And, um, you know, this year, it's not that you didn't bring any transfers in, but it, it seems like the, I mean, it is, it's your guys' time, right? And I mean, you saw more snaps last year than you saw previously and, and he did too. Uh, but like you said, man, it's, it's your time. And uh, I'm excited to see what that D line does this year. Um, who else, who else is returning on the defensive side? That you, uh, you think is a big addition or return. Another, another big piece would be uh, our safety, Mike Smith, uh, our transfer from App State last year. He's had to come in and sit sit back behind guys like Joe Sales, mm-hmm. who are also, also another great stud safety that we have. But Mike, Mike showed a lot of glimpse last year throughout the season. I, I hope he gets to put it all together and gets a full, healthy season to where he can come out and ball because – one thing about that kid, he does like playing, he does like hitting, and he loves having fun. Yeah. And that's that's the best thing about Mike. He you'll always see him with a smile on his face. He's always laughing, joking with other guys, making fun of people. Cause he's from Florida. They they all talk kind of crazy to me. But <laughs> after after a year, I finally got to, to where I can understand him more often. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited for Mike. And I'm yeah. excited for yeah. anybody else on the D line or D D defensive uh, side of the ball? I'll, I'll say one more. Um, little dude, Bembry. Uh, yeah. He's a corner coming back. Uh, I, I won't say he had a st- stellar season, but he came out. He balled. He ended up starting for us a bunch of games. He made that crazy interception at SEMO mm-hmm. to end the game. I, I hope he goes out and he turns into a leader of that group. I hope. Because that's, that's the one thing. you have. We don't have, like, a, a face piece or a, a shoulder piece for the DBs. Right. I This year – the DBs are coming. They they are playing hard. They have worked. They have put in the they put in the work. There, they, I hope this is a great season for our DBs. And I, I wish Bembry could be the leader of them because yeah. he's oldest, most experienced. I, I I think he's I think he'll be good. Yeah, two years ago you had Davion Ross, and he mm-hmm. um, he showed out in that year, and he ended up taking off to Memphis last year. Uh, you had a couple different guys. You mentioned Joe Sales at safety. Um, John Blunt at corner. There were there were other people there too. But as far as that, the fans knew and things like that. The defensive backs this year, when it comes to just a general knowledge of those guys, the the average fan doesn't know a whole lot about the DBs this year. So I'm excited to introduce uh, them to everybody when we have them on the show. But uh, for them to show out to when they get their chance, um, give me one or two new guys on each side of the ball that uh, we're gonna we're gonna notice at some point this season um offensively i would i would probably have to shout out jackson uh dang did i just forget oh, that? Hensley, Hensley, jackson hensley he's a he's a transfer that came in he's filled in a big deep threat need at receiver for us 
Mm. And he, he's just a gritty, tough kid. Like, he, well, I won't say he's kid because he's basically bald, but that's whatever. <laughs> but uh, Jack Jackson, he's a he's a good attitude. He, that's the one thing I will say. Coach Wells has done a good job when he brings in kids and brings in transfers. They we all seem seem to have around the same type of attitude about stuff. Mm. More more, put your head down and work than try and complain about something. That's that's something Jackson. You don't hear him complain a lot. He comes in, works. He makes heck crazy catches in practice so far. So I hope he makes them in the game. Yeah. Uh, what about defensively? It was a new guy that we're going to know. Uh, y'all, y'all get to learn, learn Frankie West's little name uh, a lot. <laughs> I, through all the uh, the accolades he probably already has coming in from Fresno State. But he, he has been a great add just to the team in general. He is yeah. super positive, super nice. Not on the field. That, that dude's a tool <laughs> on the field. Uh, he, he, he's just great. Ball skills are awesome. Speed's awesome. It's just you get to finally see one of our corners that's going to stay, going to do what he's supposed to do, and he, he, he's proven snaps. He, uh, he has the stats from last year. You just hope he can put it together this year too. Yeah. Yeah, adding them in, it's going to be fun. I wanted to talk about two guys. You actually mentioned one of them already, uh, but you got two guys on the team, maybe more, but these are the two that I found with uh, interesting family lines. Uh, Jacob Horn comes in, wide receiver transfer. His dad, Joe Horn, played when I was a kid uh, for the Saints. And then uh, he's got a brother, J.C. Horn, who was a top 10 draft pick for the Panthers. He's got another brother that played in the XFL, too. And then you got Joshua Carter, whose brother plays for the Jets, uh, and Michael Carter. Um, these guys have seen what it takes firsthand from their family, what it Mm. takes to get to the next level. Does that bring anything? Do they bring anything with them, uh, with that knowledge or, um, are they just kind of just trying to be a part of the team? Uh, I I don't know. I would say the best thing about those two, you wouldn't know their family lives unless you really asked them. Mm. They, they, they put in that much work. They've seen how hard you got to work every now and then you can get a little, Hey, what does your brother do? in the NFL or is it cool yeah. to have a brother in the NFL? And they, they'll be like, yeah, it's, of course it's cool. And Josh come through with his nice little clothes and backpacks and all that <laughs> <laughs> and shades. He got all the shades. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I haven't gotten to where I talked to them enough to get that type of experience from them. Yeah. But just from the casual conversations I've had with them, their, their dad couldn't have been famous at all. <laughs> And they'd still be here at EKU, still trying to grind and win. Yeah, and and with them being on the offensive side of the ball, you know, it makes sense. You don't have as much uh, as much um, relationship, I guess, especially with them being new as well or relatively new. Josh was here last year. Um, yeah, I didn't know if you'd go to Josh and be like, "Dude, what is your brother saying about Aaron Rodgers?" Like, is he? <laughs> no, I, or like- <laughs> I did go over to him the other day. I was like, "Bro, I just saw your brother on TikTok." He's like, "No way, I just saw him too." <laughs> I had Josh on the show last year uh, on one of the shows. It was a good interview. I enjoyed talking to him for sure. And uh, but it is interesting. I mean, you look at these guys again. I mean, Joe Horn, uh, Jacob's dad. I knew him, you know, again when I was I was probably in high school, I guess. But um, Mm -hmm. when he was with the Saints, and and that's that's really cool. And then his brother, though, being a top ten pick in the NFL. I mean, that's. That's legit. Uh, <laughs> that's legit. So it's neat to have those guys. And again, I, you know, it's, they get to see firsthand. I mean, and you know that they spent time in the gym with their brothers right. working out. I know, I know Josh, that's when I talked to him last year, we talked about that a little bit, but 
Um, that's pretty cool as well. You know, I, I text my dad, my dad's always interested in little storylines, what's going on, who'd you guys add all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, and so, and, and, uh, those are the kind of things we get to talk about, um, as well. So, well, that's the breakdown of the schedule for this year. Uh, a couple guys uh, that have been mentioned as well. And like I said, in two weeks, we're going to start the position previews. Uh, we're going to be bringing on the position coaches. We did this uh, last year and uh, really enjoyed that. So we got new guys to meet. Maxwell Smith, we've, or we've not met him yet, so a chance to meet him. Conrad, CJ Conrad will come on uh, later as well. We'll get a chance to talk with him a little bit. And then we'll bring on players from this position as well and uh, get a chance to talk with them as well. And we're going to have Ryan here to make sure that uh, he holds them to the truth. They're not going to spread any stories. Um, you know, last year we had things. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Matt Jackson who was telling us stories about Joseph Sewell, you know, saying he locked him up in high school and a oh, camp yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, so, so we got somebody now to hold everybody accountable uh, to their stories. So I'm looking for I'm really looking forward to when we have Coach Hawkins on. Uh, and uh, chatting with him. That's going to be a good time. Good time Mm -hmm. as well. And by the way, shout out to Coach Hawkins. Uh, He's been retweeting this episode and uh, letting people know we're going to be on, and I appreciate that from him as well. Um, Always always appreciate the support from Coach Wells, from all the the coaching staff, from the university as well. Uh, Rickson, who's always a big help, and uh, uh, A.D. Roan, all those guys uh, have been very helpful. So we're in a brand-new season of the Sports Stove Local Hour. We're bringing you exciting stuff with Ryan. Ryan, I'm really excited uh, for for what's ahead, um, and uh, for adding you to the team is going to be a lot of fun uh, with the insight that we have. And as we get later on in the summer, we might be able to announce some other stuff going on. And looking forward to all that too. So, uh, Ryan, any closing thoughts before we close out? Uh, nothing much. Just thank you for letting me join the team. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm very blessed. Uh, this will be a very enjoyable, fun times talking. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, make sure you go get yourself some Mad Mushroom Pizza. You can order online. Use the code SPORTS5. Or if you go into the store, just mention the Sports Stove Podcast, and they'll hook you up with $5 off your order or $20 or more. IPM Pest and Termite, if you have any pest needs and you're in Central Kentucky, give them a shout. Let them know that Vince and Ryan sent you from the Sports Stove. And All Around Roofing, I promise you, if you have damage from the storms, uh, that's a company you got to get a hold of. They're locally owned and operated. Um, uh, they, they're, they're just great people. I trust them with everything I got. So, uh, make sure you give them a call as well. All right. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the sports stove local hour until next time. We'll see you around the sports stove.